Play, you damn it. There we go. Not a book. The prophecy about <laughs> the ugly barnacle bringing about the death Oh shit, they did more of these? They sure did. <laughs> well, what are we waiting for? Let's go kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Sandy looks Sandy's curvy. Uh -huh. It's all on like fucking twos. Because <laughs> I saw when they were first doing those. Well, I thought it was a joke at first. I mean, it kind of is. But then they released the first episode. There's an episode? 14-minute episode. Oh, wow. Yes. That probably took for fucking ever. It sure did. And That's like what, well, it's like if you follow the Starbarians guy, Happy Harry. Oh, yeah, Happy he, Harry. He does really yeah. good stuff, but it takes a while because yeah. he's... He, well, it's very well, He does everything on 24 FPS. It's it's tightly scripted, well animated. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not just like... Like, this is cheaply done. Sure. Like, in terms of being on twos, simple designs. But then it's also 14 minutes, so it's like, well, even on twos, that's going to take a while. Right, yeah. No, so what we were watching was the SpongeBob anime trailer. trailer that, in the first episode, just dropped free on YouTube. That's great. Who's the creator of those? Uh, Car Carnac Carmack. Carmack. Yeah, Carmack. John Carmack. Yes, John Carmack. The guy created Doom. This is his new, <laughs> this is his new thing. Um, it looks... I think it looks good. It does. Like, it's, I mean, it, it's funny. It looks yeah. well made. Like in terms of something he initially made is like a series of gags, but like yes. what if SpongeBob was a bunch of anime tropes to then try to turn it into his own show? I know people have tried to do that stuff before. What is it? The the Fox and Space guy, and he got in trouble with Nintendo. He had to take all that stuff off his Patreon. Oh, like the Star Fox stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And but he's still doing it. But he has to call everything something else. Yeah. He can't put it on. Pa it's really weird. I think with this, I think Nickelodeon. I know is a little bit lenient on that kind of stuff. Nintendo so, ain't. <laughs> well, n Nintendo is awful. Nickelodeon you can't even does play, what Nintendo. You can't even play their music when you play their games what yeah if you if you twitch stream a game you have to how do you, do you have to turn the music off you have to turn it down really low that's fucking gay yeah unless it's cr originally created music for like mario maker 2 and everything oh god yeah it's crazy play so. your own soundtrack <laughs> well some people do that like uh uh the completionist like will say that and such shit. the completionist what he'll do is he'll just find like public donate main soundtracks and play them over games because he doesn't a lot of streamers do that. that yeah it's stupid it all and you start to be like oh i heard this one. Oh, i know that one oh. aj finds them all the time oh really because he does video editing and he has to use those tracks and sometimes he'll send me one and he's like hey i bet you've heard this and it'll be like something the internet historian uses a lot or something <laughs> I'm like oh shit that's the music they use an in internet historian when it's the characters describing their clothes and uh, the and the, the twilight scene. thing and the fact that you know that just makes you a huge nerd i really like internet historian you sure do but right. anyway we, I want to get sponsored by Raid Shadow Man or try to get fired from NordVPN. That'd be awesome. Dude, I would love to get sponsored by NordVPN. We would do so much crap. Yeah, see what we get away with. But um, we've got a sponsor potentially lined up. We so. do, yes. Yeah, so more to come on that. We need to get so. more beer sponsors. That's we, always cool. Dude, I've, I've been reaching out. I, I'm sure it's hard them. right now with the Cremoma yeah, going on. The, so. the, the beer virus, the Cremoma. The yeah. The Cremoma. We, we reached out to the people who do Corona. But they, <laughs> they were like, oh. We're not doing that, you motherfuckers. They, the Croatians I reached out to, too. The, the Croatians? Croatians? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the crustacean period. <laughs> yeah, mean, from the dinosaur comic. <laughs> yes, right, right? from, from vor vor voracious. Voracious. Yeah, voracious, cretaceous period. Um, 
All right, guys. Well, welcome to Shots, Shots with, with Comics. Comics. Welcome back. Um, there's no drinking for this one. Yeah, I've got know. some medical things, um, so I can't be drinking. It's so. also a Monday. And yeah, and I, I really don't want to wake up. I, I don't even want to risk a hangover. I'm like, I, Monday hangover, I can do that. Yes. Tuesday, oh, that's too far into the week. Yep, that's right where I am, We had to record too. funny because Chad so. had to go hang out with family. I so. had to go hang out with family, and Kit had some work to get done. So it just kind of worked out. It yeah, worked we're out. fine. We're fine. Um, but... Also, another little thing, we might be returning to Red Redline Radio. We're going to try. Yeah, we're going to try. Gonna... Some, some things in management have changed that look mm-hmm. good for us. They reached out to us again. Yes. Uh, the bottleneck we were having appears to have been removed. Yes, as That's far as we know. That's the nicest way to put that. Yes, so we're, we're going to go into it with a positive attitude. Of course. Um, so it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, they've also taught me some new stuff, so it's like cool. Oh, cool! If we would have known nice. that before, we would all been good. So yeah. very excited to come back. Um, that was all on Chad's end. He was just telling me about what was stressing him. Yeah, sounds like a nightmare. Uh, but it's all good because we're excited. We are. So we are. we're also going to make fun of you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what Redline Radio is. I don't know why it's important. They're a radio station. Oh, I know that for a satellite radio thing bro okay. i don't know radio I, they just tell me you want to be on this i'm like yeah hell yeah um candares the ones who are buddies of ours who yeah. decide they're on that station so they're like rejoin us and i was like okay so anyway we're gonna we're glad good to be back it is good hopefully to be back. so anyway let's move on to the news news wise um, i only have one item but it's it's a big one you do the Let's, do the the little the little like what's new what's announced stuff and then we'll then we'll crack the big well egg. the new stuff is star girl is still awful <laughs> that is my biggest are they is it thing. like a thing where they don't um, release all the episodes at once they or? don't it's every monday so you tune in every monday to be disappointed i do and it's just because i'm a fucking listen i've watched saint it, like i've this. watched shows like that um, I'm like, eh, what's new as well is that um is star girl is still awful <laughs> that is my biggest are they is it thing. like a thing where they don't um, release all the episodes at once they or? don't it's every monday so you tune in every monday to be disappointed i do and it's just because i'm a fucking listen i've watched saint it. Like i've this. watched shows like that um, I'm like, eh, what's new as well is that um the new transformer cybertron is now on netflix oh, the transformer show goddamn yeah netflix it now. is and i watched that's a hasbro property yes. so i wonder if they're i wonder what their partnership with netflix is because they the hub network was kind of idw maybe uh, there's always weird connections. So, How many seasons of My Little Pony does Netflix have? 18. There's only nine. Because, <laughs> and this is a special surprise I have for you next week. Oh, yay. There is a secret 10th season of My Little Pony. <sighs> is it all done with Weird Al? No. he. Uh, well, he is in the first. I know he's in the first couple. He's in the and first he's at the end. issue of the 10th season. Oh. oh. The 10th season is being done entirely in comic book form. And it's a hentai. If I wish, <laughs> um, no, but the and I have the first issue of the tenth season, so I'm going to read it, and then next week I'm going to dictate the plot points to you point by point, and you are going to tell me what you feel about them. And I'm going to in cry. Aren't excruciating, I? agonizing, slow detail. You won't miss a single erotic panel. I'm going to get a huge boner, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, and I'll describe that into the mic. Hell yeah. As Kit described Rainbow Dash's horse gash, Chad's erection was immense. As you could hear, <laughs> neighing with pleasure. <laughs> He's neighing with, yeah. So that'll be next week. Um, uh, Marvel. It was, it was free for free comic book day, so I was like, oh. Oh. This, I'm like, wait, they're doing a 10th season via comics? Oh, this will be a shit show. Let's check it out. They they did that with um, Smallville 
as well. A lot of shows 11, have done yeah, it. Yeah, they did it with Heroes. Did oh they did two seasons to, a, to okay. attempt to end Heroes <laughs> for the seventh time know, or whatever. They, they did that with Buffy. Yeah, they so, did it with Buffy. So yeah, it's, Buffy. it's it's not so. the first time, but no. it's funnier because it's My Little Pony, which makes everyone feel awkward. Um, I recommend the Transformers series. I watched the first episode. Yeah, you said you knew someone that's working on the writing. I do. Yeah, I do know one of the guys. That's cool. That's um, cool. So and he's very excited. I am very happy to see his projects go up. I won't say names just for the sake mm. of. Um, but I think it's Jason Burrett, Burnett, Burrett. I'll re-look it up. I apologize. I'm terrible with names. I also just know a lot of people. What a fucking friend he is. Uh, well, he's a he's an acquaintance of mine. Ah, okay. Um, Marvel cancels Ghost Rider after seven issues. Oh, Supposed I thought being... they canceled the third Ghost Rider movie with Nicolas Cage. They did. Did they make one? No. Oh. I mean, I wish they would because those <laughs> movies are stupid and wonderful. <laughs> I loved the first Ghost Rider movie. Does, have you seen the second one? I have. It's it's retarded, but it's great. He pees fire, and then yeah. I was mad. Don't you want to pee fire? I mean, I do, but not but as it's... Ghost Rider. See, I want to. I just want to pee Nicholas fire. Nicholas Cage does myself. what he wants. <laughs> he just Nick Cages. Um, Remember I'll... the Marvel Knights movies? All what three of them? Which ones were those? The Ghost Rider movies. Blade. No, Blade was before that. Oh, it was just like Ghost kind of its own thing. Electra maybe? Daredevil? No, Daredevil <laughs> would have been too early. It's kind of a weird er- era. The Man Thing movie? Because they had already started releasing like Iron Man and stuff like that, and they were like, all right, these will be our A-listers, but these other things, we want to do them, but they're rated R, so they can't interact, so we got to have our separate imprint. It was Marvel Knights, and they made only like three films, and then they were like, oh, these make no money. <laughs> well, no, they don't because nobody... Well, they don't advertise them well. They look cheap. They're weird. <laughs> well, they're creepy looking they look they except look. when nick cage comes on the screen as ghost rider then it's fucking awesome uh that scene in the second one where he's like riding and like wigging out and everything it's like this is so bad but i can't That's stop so watching. good what are you looking up i'm trying to find the war on cybertron trilogy oh okay. that's what it's called because i wanted to look at that is the new show players. okay yes well, we want to drop our last news item? Yes, because the God forbid, one. I think that that's the one that I want to talk about. Because that shit's crazy. All right, because so this is, this is direct comic book, no Netflix garbage. This is this was on bleedingfool.com. They've they've been doing an, an expose on the the whisper the comic book whisper network, which has been like a rumor for a long time to have existed, but everybody who was accused of exist of it existing was joking like that's not real, it's dumb. And then someone found it got in and has been going through years worth of logs and And it's something but it's basically an organization of and i I don't want to put it this way but it's all women like i normally wouldn't i normally wouldn't say that but it like if it was all men i'd say that but it is it is literally all all women. women who among other like they do post like normal stuff but the the bad stuff is they also gossip and organize like attacks on creators in the industry they don't like yeah it's um i'm trying to find the article so i can bring it it's up bleeding fool not bleeding cool that's what i put oh uh, bleeding fool fool yeah, they, yeah they make fun of bleeding cool yes they do and this article in particular because the one of the guys is he's like the personal cheerleader for some of these women mm-hmm. and that's weird um Yes. So, they, but they—it's two part of the. The second part just came out, and it goes into characters like Stephanie Chu, 
Stephanie Cook, Amy Chu. Amy Chu. <laughs> yeah, because you, uh, how do you know Amy Chu? Because I didn't know who the hell she was. Amy Chu does Poison Ivy, and she also does um, uh, Squirrel Girl. Oh, okay. Which is. She's in the group, and she's she's a bit of a nasty character. Um, obviously, uh, Mags Passaggio is in there. Gail Simone is. Gail, that, God that, damn. that makes every, every time everybody I've sent the article, they're like, no, not Gail like, Simone. Why? Because she's like Simone. a treasure, and we all want to love her, but Jesus Christ, she's making it hard lately. Oh. I'm sorry, Amy Chu does not. Do Heather Squirrel. Antos is in there, and I've I've been a big proponent of hers for a long time. But seeing some of the stuff in here, I'm like, I can't stick up for you um, anymore. Amy Chu does not do Squirrel Girl. I'm oh, recorrecting myself. She does um, Deadpool. Oh, okay. Marvel, well, and then Poison we'll Ivy for DC. So uh, the expose goes into a lot of it's a lot of online pylons against different creators. Uh, there's a Scott bunch. Snyder. Yeah, really, they've got a big hate boner for Scott Snyder for some reason. Because he makes money. I guess Cause they're they're out to fucking get him. I'm like, oh Scott, because I really like Scott's stuff a lot. So. I do too. I do too. And to um, see people just going after him for what looks like no reason. There's no allegations of sexual assault or no. It's, it's just like, oh, he talks to me on the phone for a long time and treats me like his personal therapist. And I don't know. That's just one thing. That's hearsay. Second of all, it's like, well, hold on, maybe. He thinks you talk too long on the phone. Yeah, or maybe he <laughs> just on. thinks you're a fun person. To maybe he liked you, but then you see this, like, oh, maybe he shouldn't. Um, yeah, they're going out. Even when he's saying, like, I took – there was that dumb pledge that went around. It's like, I pledged to not be a rapist, and Scott Snyder did it. And, like, Heather Antos got in there and said, it's not enough, well, Scott. And I was, like, can... I was like, fuck off. Well, like I said, I've been trying to defend her for a long time, and then I saw some of this stuff, and I was like, oh, fuck off. She... Like, it's too much. Well, she – she was trying to go around and like sabotaging other creators through Marvel. Yeah, apparently they. Like, the rumor is that's why she's fired. Marvel won't say that outright. Uh, the article goes into that a bit, but there's there's no official thing. I will say the the scariest part of this this next set of leaks was the Bill Willingham Stephanie Cook stuff, where yeah, Bill Willingham, the creator of Fables, you know, like comic book legend. Yes had worked with Stephanie Cook as his artist assistant, and he figured out, like, when doing his taxes, that she had embezzled, like, $10,000 from him. I apologize. The friend that I'm referring to is Brandon Easton. That's oh, okay. his name for Transformers. Jesus. Anyway. Um, she had stolen $10,000, and he tried to go to the police with this, and they did file a report in Minnesota, but she fled to Canada, Canada and to won't visit come, family, and then never came and back. Then never came back. <laughs> There's like a warrant out for her arrest. <laughs> yeah. like it's crazy, and she's just like, "Oh, it's all fake." The weirdest part is that no one covered this no. when Bill Willingham talked about it back in 2015. Um, he was silent for a long time because he was embarrassed. He's like, "Oh, I got taken advantage of. I feel like a fool." Yeah, but sure. then she put out a thing saying, "Like, hey, I'm looking for work as someone's artist assistant," and Bill was like. I should probably warn people. Yeah, he, they, she might rob you. She stole. She stole ten thousand dollars from yeah. him. Um, and he put out this warning. You know, the creator of fables and comic book resource websites or comic book. I shouldn't say CBR in particular, but comic book websites that cover this kind of stuff wouldn't talk about it. They'd still report on anything else Bill Willingham was doing, anything else Stephanie Cook was doing. Yep. But not this. They put out heaps and heaps of praise for Stephanie Cook. She's on an image title right now. Yep. Uh, Tartarus? Tartarus, I think is, I believe is what it's called. And I'm just like, Tartar holy shit, she just like fucking robbed this guy. Nobody reported on it. Nobody cares. It's 
It's crazy. And that now she's back in, and like if you look at her Twitter activity, she's she's like a fucking attack she's dog. Working with a, lot these, a lot of these people in this group are. They are just vicious and mean. She's working with Johnny Christmas. Oh, no. Oh, she's no. going to steal all his Christmas yeah. presents. No. No, Johnny, Johnny Christmas, look out. Margaret Atwood, she wouldn't rob you. She's too old. <laughs> she's but too this, old this, this, this last, ooh. You be careful, Johnny Christmas, or it's not going to be Christmas anymore. It blows my mind the amount of bullshit that happens that people don't talk about in the comic book market. I, I, I get that like, people people talk. Like, I talk with my friends every day about weird sure. shit I deal with, but I never organize, like, hits against other creators. Well, not or... yet. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, wait. wait I don't I try and take away anybody's ability to make money, like, unless, like, they're on Twitter, like, making violent threats or, or, they're, or they're coming directly at me, I will say, well, hey, give, fuck off. Well, give me a minute. I'll, okay, I'll be, okay. Yeah, give, give me a time. Like, yeah, if um, someone, if some big creator, I've, I've, you know, I've done this before, is if some big creator is talking trash about me on Twitter and I'm just like, hey, that ain't cool, and they just try to snark it out of control, sure. I just report the tweet, and I'm like, eh, and then I move on. Yeah. And then I don't hang out and be like, all right, how do we get to their publisher? How do we <laughs> how do we destroy their career? I just want them like, I don't want that. I just want them to leave me the fuck alone. Well, the one girl, um, Serpent Serpentine, whatever her name was, was saying that, hey, I'm trying to build a case. for oh, that. She was asking for evidence, but she didn't want to look for it. So because she was just asking everybody else because to give her evidence. She didn't so she, want to relive it. She wanted like, to get the uh, the comics and diversity guys. Yeah. Uh, patreon taken down I, and like i don't like that guy or his work but just just leave him the fuck alone right like leave Meyer. if he doesn't alone. like your comics like sorry he just doesn't like your comics i give bad reviews to comics all the time i'm sure if this shover blows up right I'm, I'm no fucking kidding dead. we're like oh no but i i'm oh. hoping seeing this stuff and how crooked it is i'm hoping that people who do listen to us think it's cool that we actually just yeah we stuff straight we don't take any bribes no. we just find books and review them we're honest as hell and if you want us to review it good don't we're not don't, going to we're not going that's to that's not our thing in fact we'll probably just end up doing the opposite or we'll get, yeah we'll just we'll take your money and then give you a fake nice review that has a bunch of weird code words in it that yes when you decode them say you're a big fat idiot well, and i hate your comic it would make sense too because remember when i, I mentioned too that carol i wonder if carol zarar carol zara is in that on it because She's uh, something else. Yeah, because she he Warren Ellis gave her a quote. Carol Zara is kind of a, a legend on Ooh. SWC for her Alien Toilet Monsters comic, which was Fuck extensively promoted, but was just awful. And then they like Chad kept trying to get information about it out of them, but they were the artist and the promoters were very cagey about they it. They would not talk to me every time when I tried to tell them that I didn't like the book or I they were weird. They it. did they not just, take bad criticism. They did not. So that's a terrible book. It's not good. It's, <laughs> It's, it's awful. It will be on Gut Rot, which did release yes, everybody, yes. so it's going to be great. Um, no, what I was saying was that I don't mean to alarm anybody, but in order to build a case against somebody, you have to go relive what you already yeah, just, did. Uh, Please I mean, I can go let, do Unless that. you got really cool friends, I guess, who will do it for you. This was this was a bizarre one. It sure was. They're going to keep so, dropping stuff, though, and I want to keep talking about it because I think it's very interesting, and I think it's also a good warning of people who have aspirations to work at Marvel or DC or Image. They should, pro- they should know what they're getting into, that mm. there's, there's, like, literal networks of mean ladies who will come after you which like sounds comical when i say that like oh these mean ladies will get you it's like but but no they they get people they they'll steal your money well they'll get away with it it's like it's becoming almost insulting 
It is. And it is insulting. they're becoming the problem. Well, they're de- well, they're certainly a problem like, if they're behaving this way. It's one thing to have like the sexual harassment thing a problem, but that's, then you have that's, the other end. But then this is overcompensating in the other direction. Yes, and it's like then there's no middle ground on how to solve it. It's just it's just a, people a, fighting. Garbage. Yeah, and, and then a bunch, and then everybody who just wants to read good fucking books is like like us. Oh. Or like the whole Tom King thing where oh, Jay, yeah. Jay Lee came out and said, nah, not, nothing's good. Like, well, and like <laughs> Tom King might have been acting based on like because he's afraid of these networks, too. Yeah, he might just be because saying... he knows this happens. He's like, oh, and I'll do this and they'll think, oh, he's one of our guys. So now we don't attack Tom King. We continue to attack but we Scott ru- Snyder. But we ruined Jay Lee while he was trying to bury his, his dog. dog. Yeah. God, that story's like, sad. God damn. Sorry, buddy. We love you. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You're uh... good, dude. Don't worry about these weirdos. Don't. Just come talk to us. We'll treat you. Yeah, right. we'll interview you. You um, can do gut rot with us. Yeah, please. <laughs> Bring can, some bad comics in, Jay Lee. We could talk about Doomsday Clock. That's that's not Tom King. That's Scott Snyder, uh, oh, which poor, is still oh, not Doomsday good. Doomsday Clock. <laughs> oh, uh, we that's a reason to dislike Scott Snyder, not this other garbage. We can review another Tom King book. I, we got to find a bad one because I, I can't give him a good review now because he's mean. <laughs> Watchmen. Did he do a Watchmen book? I don't know, oh, okay. but we're going to do it. <laughs> he oh, did yeah, because he did Christ- the Rorschach book. Yeah, yeah the new one. Uh, um, Heroes the, in J- Crisis he did. Okay. I mean, which yeah, is- I'll read a, I'll, I'll give it a fair shake. Sure. I'll do the best I can knowing who he is. You do a week of Tom King or a you're, month of Tom you're killing King. killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, their, he's DC's big boy He's a big right money man. Yeah, he's the new no. Jeff Johns, they say. All right, guys. So we're going to get into what you all want to hear. The reviews. Oh, I was just going to say me. Hiccuping. Hiccuping profusely <gasps> into the microphone. Um, I am drinking today passion fruit G O S E Goose. Ghost. Ghost. Um Goatsy. It is a lovely, refreshing, fruity beer from Perrin Brewing Company. Right here in Michigan. Nice purple and green can. It's good old, fucking good old Barney the dinosaur colors. It's good. It's sweet. It's bitter. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Oh, bitter. There you go. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's refreshing. It tastes. It is the hops, but it's a good hop. It looks good. It's yeah, good. I'm Very just. Tasty. I'm just not drinking because of medical stuff. So you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's because you, you're, fucking. Because I got disease. Lyme disease. Yeah, man. I got it again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, COVID and Lyme disease. All right. So who wants to go first? We've each got three books. It's true. Uh, I can go first. I can go first. Cool. I'll start with everybody likes when I review these. Beast Stars yeah. Volume Six. Hell story yeah. Art by Paru Itagaki. And she actually credits all of her assistants in the back, but gives them little personas. Uh, I'll read their names because they're funny. Hold on, let me find it. There is there's uh, there's two men and two females. Uh, her shading and screen tone expert, she calls it Flamingo Sniper. Oh oh. Uh, her veteran comic assistant is Philosopher Panda, and her shading her character and nature shader is Battle Giraffe. What? <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, and she puts a little map of their little studio and who they are and where they work. It's kind of neat because a lot of guys oh, don't cute. credit their assistants. Uh, Cody Hirano does. He dr- sure. He's made them like characters in his comic, even. Dave Stewart doesn't. Dave, well, because Dave Stewart just absorbs others. <laughs> They're like, he's like, you want to get into the comic industry? Become part of Dave Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dave. He's Stewart. like this giant monster that just is with all these tablets putting flats on things <laughs> oh and he just sits in the middle we forgot to talk about the other news thing but we'll, weird, we'll move into this monster maybe we'll do this next week is why the luna brothers aren't working together anymore <laughs> oh i forgot yeah because yeah. that was yours oh yeah, yeah. That was luna brothers are our, our favorites 
Uh, <laughs> the ongoing favorites. Oh, and Umbrella you know, Academy. It looks like the Luna Brothers. <laughs> oh, and uh, Umbrella Academy Season 2 also dropped. Is it all? Oh. It is. It oh, did drop. great. Dropped great. on the 30th, 31st. Cool beans. So, all right. Volume, so volume 6 of Three stars. stars, though. All right. So, it's by Paro Itagaki and her cornucopia of animal friends, apparently. This is a more water... It's a more ambitious Zootopia. It's an ambitious R-rated Zootopia. And with, it's beautiful. With fuck tons of sexual <laughs> tension. Not a lot of that. There is some sex. It's not very graphic, but there's very little actual fucking. It's a lot of people dealing with their... Ex- Who has sex in this one? Lewis. Not in this not volume. In volume. Lewis has had sex with, like, Haru. And well, yeah, I mean, but who hasn't? Legoshi. Well, besides him. <laughs> no, he really wants to. I want to. Or does he? But I don't know how. No, uh, uh, this the last volume was super action-packed and was, like, a big pump-up, awesome volume. This one, it's like, all right, we did kind of the big climax of that arc. Now we're we're setting up, new, we're winding down from that, setting yeah. up new things. Uh, it's not the most exciting volumes, but it's basically all of the characters either asserting themselves as they're new or reasserting themselves. As uh, Lewis returns near the end, and man, his arc goes <laughs> in an unexpected direction. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, <laughs> wow. That actually, the twists with Lewis really got me good, so. I don't remember what this one covers at all, so I gotta look through At it. the end, Lewis joins a, a group of funny people by doing something hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Juno continues. Juno's interesting, because she, in the last volume, it just came off as like, oh, she's a two-faced bitch. Now you're like, no, there's actually, there's something to her. There's There's real love in her heart. She's not just a sociopath. She's she's an ambitious, love-struck girl, and I think she, I think she's interesting. Well, she loves Lugosi. She does. Well, you don't know if she does exactly, or if she just wants to because she should be doing it, or it's good for optics. She's gonna That's what makes Lewis her interesting. Is you she... don't quite know what she's up to. With Lewis, you kind of know he's treacherous. With Juno, it's like, well, the treachery might be for something a little at least nicer, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly sure. Uh, Haru is just a poor, confused little girl who wants to be in love with someone who actually loves her and isn't just everybody's fuck toy. Which... Because she's kind of been treated that way because she, she yes. knows she can get people to keep her safe and not be mean to her if she just lets them fuck her. But she's like, wait, someone actually likes me and doesn't just want to fuck me. Oh, but he's a giant wolf and sometimes he feels like eating me because he's got instincts. Their whole back and forth battle with their, their instincts. Even Haru saying stuff like, oh, well... By nature, we sh- my I feel like we shouldn't be together, and that's weird because I do like you, but I, I know my instincts are flaring up. Their their animal natures come out in interesting ways. Where they all just fuck together? No, none of that. It's uh, you think there's gonna be a big sex scene. You're like, oh my yeah, god, they're finally I, gonna I do I it, know. and then oh oh, it takes away from you, but not in like a blue balls manner. Um, I know because I've done a blue balls sex scene to fuck with people. <laughs> uh, issue two, a false start. People got really mad about that. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm sure. I bet those same types of people read this and were like, "I wanted to see them fuck." I, I read five see... volumes. When do I get to see them fuck? When do I get to see Lugosi and Lewis? I want to see the boys kiss. Fuck um, these girls. They still have not revealed the killer in this one. They still do not reveal the um, killer. No, I do not know. But technically, they have. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yes. But don't, don't, don't give me away anything. He is in this volume. Okay. And this is the only time he will appear until then. Oh wow! So yes. it's some character I've never seen before. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't want to spoil it for well, myself. So. 
you have seen him. I know, but I don't want to think about Not it Not in hard. this one, but in all of them. Oh, okay. But this is the one where he becomes noticeable. Oh. And it will it will blow your mind. There also is, like, there's a brief flashback to Jack, the Golden Retrievers. Yes. Like, his, what, what he was as a kid and his friendship with Legosi as... And you find out Which the is- weird thing about dogs... Which I like how they handled this because in our world, we have dogs and wolves, and dogs are something we purposefully bred to be our companions. And this world, because they're all animals, why would domestic breeds exist? That doesn't because there's no quote unquote humans. Mm-hmm. It it's they they like artificially bred dogs like yeah. in test tubes. It's like not even that they bred bred it out of wolves. It was like they made dogs entirely in labs. So everybody is- calls jack like a little weird fake and all sorts of strange things it's weird and it also because he's a lab he was made in a lab eh, yeah. <laughs> but it, they they have a whole big contrast with him and lugosi because they're both canines yes. but their their natures are different but lugosi like, like but lugosi like treats him as his own yeah like, you know he like he's just like bro you're my buddy you're, but, and then dog. but as little kids they're jealous of each other because jack can like naturally be friendly but Jack's jealous of Legoshi because Legoshi is strong and can naturally stand up for himself yes. and not be a carpet. So they kind of complete each other yeah. in a cute way. So that chapter is very sweet. Uh, this whole volume in general is more of a slice of life. It's not a well. They've had slice of life ones. This is all like I said. It's all set up. It's all character establishment. It's a lot of really good heartfelt conversations mm-hmm. and a lot of comics like that. I don't like because they're boring. Well. This one's not because one there's there's tension to it because it opens with a murder. There have been action scenes. The stakes have been raised. Sure. And also there's the whole ongoing thing of they are predators and like we've seen it, it happen as they'll just fucking eat <laughs> people. So there's always a weird vague threat of violence at nearly all times in B stars that that lends it a bit of edge when otherwise it could be getting to oh, okay it's another chapter of people talking. But they, it helps that they also, when they talk, it's it's funny. The characters are inherently humorous because their animal stuff comes out in comical ways. Not, like, too much to the point where it's like, oh, it's jokes all the time. But they're, like, all kind of oddball enough yes. that what they're talking about and the way they talk is always like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's witty. It keeps it light and moving. And snappy. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, it's not the previous volume, which was so, like, awesome. Which yeah. was just Epic oh, pump fights. up cool. This is just maybe, but this might be more other people speak. Sure, like, oh, sure. okay. Last one, well, save you, the princess, whatever. Oh, back to the talk. Maybe your maybe your girlfriend likes this yeah. more because it's like, oh, this is the nice relationship stuff. Well, it's a nice break too. Yeah, I think you, you need breaks from the yeah. action. I mean, if you're writing a show in manga or whatever, yeah, you want a lot, a lot of action. Yeah. But this is B Stars is kind of its own thing. Yeah, and it knows when to sprinkle in the action. It knows. So, how yeah, to it's be a good, bocky. mature, erotic comic at some points. Which is weird to call it that. Well, but there's, there's but, so but it, much sexual tension, and they talk about sex a lot, and they all have sex hang-ups. And that's true, but I wouldn't... There, but there's not a lot it, of nudity or right. sex. There's some. Yeah, I wouldn't call it... I would call it a a pseudo-erotic comic, maybe? It's, it's like a rated-R drama comedy. Sure. It's something. It really is kind of its own thing. Yes. It's, it's a unique little treasure, and I'm glad they brought it over like, here. What is what is B stars genre? Well, it's a. <laughs> what, well, it's a lot of well, things. You kind of just have to read it, it, but it's well written, well translated. I didn't notice. Too, I don't think I noticed too many typos in this one. 
publisher on this is Viz. Yeah, they're not Dark Horse. Does is Typo One? Where they're all of it. <laughs> they everywhere, buddy. They I love I translate. love the stuff Dark Horse brings over, do too, but they but... do not give a fuck about their. They don't edit. Even when they re-release the omnibuses, they don't fix the old typos. That's the same typos in Blade of the Immortal are in all three versions of Blade of the Immortal. Gives it that Blade of it's the Immortal consi- try. It's, it's a consistent, consistent. typo. Yes. It's laziness. Nostalgia. Nostalgic. That's what you get. Oh, man. I remember to. when I read this sentence that made no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, remember good that? to be back. <laughs> remember that your bases are belong to us? All your bases, bases are belong to us. us. It's back yeah. and bl- all your blades um, are belong to the Immortals. We both still review. We both still recommend b stars yeah it's down. it's continuing to be good so, uh, these continuing reviews just to be is, is it still good yes. why is it still good b stars is still good for a lot of the reasons it, it has been so. just wait until you get to the review and it, uh, itagaki's artwork keeps tightening up it so. does it does it's it, still loose and weird and interesting but it, it's but it's easier it, to look at it's more consistent yeah it's not the anime well, the anime is the uh, eerily consistent. Ooh, it's Cause so the, well, because that's the nature of CGI models. Yeah, but it's so creepy. Looking. It is creepy. I like the weirdest thing is the way they blink because it's on a timer, so they just kind of randomly blink yes. during scenes. They're just talking, mm. talk, talking. A blink. A blink. <laughs> and, you're like, and you even you didn't hear, need to do that. You even hear the a blink. No, it was <laughs> <laughs> every time someone well, that, that make it funny. Yeah. But... Is it... <laughs> Why are you doing that? What? That. <laughs> How are you making that noise? What noise? Oh, I just have uh, very active tear ducts <laughs> that are gooey. <laughs> All right, so still recommend B Stars is great. I'm hoping it continues to be great. They set up some new interesting things. <laughs> excited, excited. Hell for more. yeah! But All right, right. Chad, what do you got? Well, I have actually decided to fall onto Kit's bad wagon and do series from now on if you've listened to my stuff i usually don't do series like you do like consistently uh, i mean i do I, I try to mix um, it up like i've got a volume yeah. one here and i've, I've got two ongoings today yes today, so. for me i got two ongoings oh okay so, so yeah this is more like how i yeah, yeah so but I you want to keep reading stuff i do like, i do like, oh does it and it's interesting to see does it keep being good yes and I, you know i've had comics where i've read them till they get bad deadly class or i've read them till the end and they're still bad black, black science. science and then we also review something that continues to be good b stars b stars yes which will never probably ever get bad i hope not i hope not. so it's phenomenal anyway so my next review is something that i said that would probably beat out Chew as my all-time favorite comic book. Ooh. And that was, if you listen to my other one, Black Hammer Volume 1. Okay. I said it was incredible. It was beautiful. You were done. really into it. You really liked Black it. Hammer. I gave it to Dave. He really he liked really it. He really liked it, too. I've got um, it now. I'll read it at some point. You should. I get to things, you know. I now have in my hand Black Hammer, the event, Volume two. Oh, is this by... the, is this did this just did, 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 did this just come out? No, all four volumes of this one are all out currently. The whole series is done. Oh, cool. Um, but this is by Jeff Lemire or Lemire, depending on who you're talking to. I just say Lemire. And issue Dean... seven, eight, ten, eleven, thirteen, or Dean Ormston. Yep. Colors by Dave Stewart. Yep. Except in one issue, art, colors, and letters by David Rubin. Sure. Letterist is Todd Klein. No surprise there. Cover by Dean Ormstone and Dave Stewart. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's Black Hammer Volume 2. Good night, everybody. No. So, it's, um, the synopsis for this one is this is ta- this one goes into the origin of Black Hammer. If anybody remembers Hal Jordan and Abin Sir, the storyline with that. Day, or oh, yeah. Day, I know that very yeah, well. Um, where 
uh, Hal Jordan finds Avancer dying, and Avancer gives him his ring. It's very similar. Black Hammer Joseph, who is the main character, is Black Hammer, finds Black Hammer dying in an alleyway, <laughs> and finds his hammer and becomes the Black Hammer. Yeah, that sentence. <laughs> That's that does sound like green. That is yeah, Green that Lantern. Is yeah, Green Lantern to the core. But I'm the um, Black Hammer. I'm the Green Hammer. Yep. So he is transported to New World, where he meets. The new gods. <laughs> I mean, the Light Riders. The Light... Oh, okay. Yes. After being told that so the this is kind of like Planetary. Is, I'm getting there, but... I've never read Planetary, but... This there sounds kind of similar. Um, they fi- He finds out the anti-god is destroying everything, which was the in the The anti-god? Oh, my God. Yes. Who could that be? The anti-monitor. Yeah. <laughs> like, come <laughs> um, on. Tr- Black Hammer says, no, I'm not going to help the Light Riders. And decides to leave to back to Earth to live his life as a superhero because why wouldn't you? I personally would rather live in space with a bunch of fucking cool people, but whatever. He has a wife. He has a wife and daughter. Yeah, but <laughs> he has a wife and daughter. Oh, um, okay. The next story follows Lucy, um, the daughter of Black Hammer, where she is transported to the town where the rest of the superheroes, missing heroes, are, and she starts investigating and finds out that things aren't entirely what they appear in the town. This book is Crisis on Infinite Earths meets the Twilight Zone. Uh, is that a good thing? Well, every instance of this book is linked to DC origin story after DC uh, franchise or DC big tie like a uh, big event books mm-hmm. after big tie in books. See, and that's kind of what Planetary does, but it's it's three it's actual DC characters, but they. Un- they encounter like knockoff Marvel characters, right? This is Planetary is crazy. This is homage to homage, homage to classic hero homage. hero origin stories, classic big event comic books. Okay, you have your Crisis on Infinite. But this Earths, is just one relatively small trade here. Well, because it, it's four volumes. Oh, that's still that's not so, too yeah, long. No, it's not a very long event. And the first one um, seemed like it was it wasn't Crisis on Infinite. It seemed like it was kind of its own thing. It was its own thing. This is where it really shines with it. Because originally in the first volume, I was able to say, oh yeah, all these him- heroes are similar. So Golden maybe what Lemire's doing in- here is he likes these events and these big things, but he doesn't like that they're tied to so much continuity yes. as it's restricted and he's like this almost seems like an experiment where he's like well, what if i did these same sorts of events but without all those restrictions of yes. the characters the big labels the continuity maybe and i think it seems like you're enjoying it so it seems like yes. oh these events are even more awesome when yes. they're not tied to all that shit even yes. though it's like well i like these characters and i like seeing them in events it's also pretty cool to see the untethered yes well this what's really nice about this is that it's, it's called very... the event yes yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like some, um, so it's like a weird meta commentary. Almost. It very is. It very yeah. much is, and it's incredibly enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. I like Golden Gale. I like the alien guy, which I can't remember his name offhand. He I likes like him the that fact much. That he's trying to. Well, he's trying to figure out how to hit on men because he thinks he's gay <laughs> as much as an alien can be. So he hits on a priest, but the priest is just trying to be his friend. And I thought that was then really funny. The priest funny. bones an alien. And then, well, then he like tries to tell the priest that he's gay, and the priest is I gotta like, read "I'm this. not." Oh, dude, it's that funny sounds as hilarious. Fun. Golden Gale is stuck in a little kid's body, and she's an alcoholic and also like a chain smoker, but she keeps getting in trouble at like the diner and the bars. And they're like, 
she's a rebel child, even though she's like a fifty-year-old woman. Oh man, she's um, she's lolly. Abraham Abraham Slam is like the grandfather who's just given up and he just wants to hang out in his farm and be a farmer. Now, do you think if you could get um, out of your head for a second, um, someone who isn't aware of all the stuff that this is meta and based on, could they enjoy it? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, yes, that's yeah, because it's 100%. like, would they read it and be like, "What? Okay, this is weird." No, this is an incredibly simple straightforward superhero comic with a twist of what where do the heroes go once they disappear from a big crisis where do they go to a farm um they go to the farm big farm they go to the farm and the the big farm of the sky my only complaint with this book is just that it is every dc marvel trope put into one and i can see why people wouldn't like it in that context oh i recognize that i don't really like that some people they they see a thing they recognize Um, and it makes them very happy other people see a thing they recognize it makes them very upset but (laughs) one of the things with black hammer is that each one of those elements never overstay their welcome okay yeah because it doesn't look well it's only four volumes and it sounds like these things happen pretty they do it's everything's very fast they're all broken up into like chapters of each hero of what they're doing and then in between that it's what else is going on? Like, what was their origin story? Um, so you have those, but it's just that just enough spoonful of nostalgia that will keep you satisfied. But then your new content, if bringing it back to the Twilight Zone, you're just like, yeah, that's what I'm here totally for. There's a lot going on stuff. in this. And sure is. Sometimes that can, that can overwhelm a book, but it sounds like this, has, this is incredible. Lamar is pretty experienced. Yes. So. This is incredibly easy to follow. Great superhero title, whoever wants to start a comic book series. This is the title I would probably recommend. I know I've said that about Chew, but I think that beats out Chew for a comic book to recommend. However, though, this does not beat out Chew as my all-time favorite comic book. Okay, not yet, not yet. Yes, because one of the problems is that once the twist is gone with this and you figured it out, you're kind of like... Uh, oh, okay, I get it. I want to hear your thoughts My on Planetary things. now. It's like, I want to read that. Do you have it? I have the Omnibus. Okay, yeah. it's it's fucking thick. Isn't it like seven volumes? I don't know. It's a, in it's, one volume. It's one a omnibus. big book. Um, and then it's even got all the tie-ins at the end. Which oh, they're kind of fun. But the main Planetary story, you don't need any of those. Is very good. It's very weird. The good news is with this book is that this is. All self-contained volumes one through four of Black Hammer are all self-contained, and then you have your, um, like Golden Gale has one book, uh, Abraham Slam has one book, Golden Gale has one book. Those aren't out yet. Mm-hmm. Did I already say Golden Gale? Did I say her twice? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not a doctor. Anyway, um, all of them. Colonel Weird has a book too. There's only four, so. But yeah. each one of them have a book, and you can read those on their own. And still understand what's up because they're just their own little self-contained stories. Okay. Um, the reason why this does not beat out Chew as my all-time favorite, I know, I know, Ooh. is because Chew is so original and every single set part of that book is so insane. The ideas are incredible. It's more. This one is more of a callback to classic comic book events. 
and I think that that's why it doesn't is because Chew is just a very very Chew original feels fresher. This yes. feels more like a commentary. Yes, a, good, a well done, a one, very well but... done. I absolutely adore this book. I have but it couldn't, three, but like it kind so. of exists because it's. I mean, and of course, Chew was of of course inspired by things that was made by sure. Human. Yes, this is just very overt about it. What is very yes, it, it is. Um, I enjoy every character on this book. Um, Colonel Weird is probably my favorite because he's the weird weird um i get it um he's the guy who always talks in metaphors or is being like the dark mysterious character who's in and out of the multiverse and he won't tell you what he knows because his mind is slowly drifting and sometimes he'll come back together to tell you something important um the golden gale like i said is one of my favorites the entire cast is just really good in this book so i recommend black hammer for those who want to get started into comic books or just really want a more self-aware homage to classic comic book events okay so yeah i like black hammer but i'll have to i'll have to give it a read and you should take volume two with you sure and i'll see how it compares to uh to planetary which it's been four or five years since i've read that but it sounds so i wouldn't be i have a feeling Planetary is going to be a little weirder and more abstract. Sure. This might be a little more grounded. Sure. Well, and also, too. Because it's Warren Ellis versus Lemire. I wouldn't be Warren surprised. Ellis is weird. I wouldn't be surprised if you said, oh, there's a lot of, like, callbacks to Planetary in this book. Yeah, because so. Planetary came out before this. Sure. Which, Planetary was, is a DC book. And then Batman was a part of it. Batman, yeah. There's No, there's the tie-in issues in, in the back of the omnibus I have. Oh, okay. Which are just like weird little one-offs. They're fun, but they really have nothing to do with the main story. So, did you know that uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths did a um, a Thor cover of Thor holding Lady Sif from the classic cover where uh, Superman was holding Supergirl? But Marvel did a Thor version of that. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was interesting. I kind of want that cover. Parody. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you got, Kit? This one's weird. This is this <laughs> boy. This one's got an interesting publication history too. Uh, I wanted to talk about because I've been meaning to pick up this book because I love the cover. It just it speaks to me on a spiritual level. But this is the Summit of the Gods. Gay. Script. You're gay. Yeah, no, you're gay. It's not fair. Script by Yumemakura Yume Baku. Art by Jiro Taniguchi. This is volume one. It is published by Fanfare Ponentmon, which is a French publication. And this came out in France way before it came out over here. It's originally a manga. That was released, and uh, I'm going to try to get all these dates right. It is a manga adaptation of a book that came out in, I believe, 1988. This uh, edition, sorry, it's it's all over the place, but this came out originally in Japan in, I believe, the early 90s. Later 90s, I guess, by the photo bashing, but yeah, it even has in the back... Uh, Yumemakura, 1994 to 1997, so I'm assuming that's the original one. But it wasn't in English till 2009, and I believe this is a new printing because it appears there's an animated film coming out. Sure. And there's even a live-action version of the book, but the original novel. So this is a story about mountain climbers, mountaineers in the 70s through 90s. But it also covers some of the early mountain climbers, uh, Mr. Uh, Mallory Everett, I believe. No, Mallory something. There's a lot of names. <laughs> But it was the guy who first attempted to uh, climb Mount Everest, Mallory. And he was lost and died, and they didn't find his body until 1999. He was lost in 1924. 
Oh. So his body was up there for 75. And that's that's real. And he didn't turn into a mutant. No, he didn't. That's too bad. But this book covers a guy who in 1992 finds Mallory's camera that he had with him. Oh. He's he's in Kathmandu at the bay, uh, which is a city at the base of Mount Everest, and he's just going through like a shop that's known for stealing stuff from like dead people on the mountains and reselling it. Oh, <laughs> and so they're fi- like grave robbers. Essentially, yeah. Or they go right into people's camps as they're climbing and rob them at night. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's really awful. Um, but he sees this camera and he's like, "That's a really old fucking camera. It's a Kodak. It's it's the, the 1924 Kodak Pocket Expandable or something." And it's he's like, no way, that can't be. So he buys it for 150 bucks, and then he looks it up. He's like, yeah, that's the exact. That's pretty camera. cheap for an old camera like that. Yeah, especially one that was from the guy who first climbed Everest, and his yeah. body's lost. But he he decides it's this it's a photographer who was on a failed expedition because of bad weather, named uh, Fumikochi. So all the characters in this aren't real, sure. Except for Mallory and Irvine, who are the guys who tried to climb Mount Everest in 1924. But all but the, the guy who found the camera is not real. He's not real. Okay. Neither are the other climbers that come into this. All the mountains are, and the way they're described and the climbing techniques, that's all accurate. That's interesting. Yeah, so if you want to learn, if you're into mountain climbing, you'd probably read this and be like, oh my god, this is awesome. This guy did all his research. At least I hope it comes off that way. Uh, if you're like me and not, this appears to be a very interesting introduction to the hobby uh, i call it a hobby but for some i'm of these not people, going mountain life. climbing with you. i mean they make it sound terrifying <laughs> okay, and it, is, it is a lot of people die <laughs> i w- don't ever ask me but it's this guy he finds this camera and he figures out okay that's the right model but i don't know what where the f- I, ca- I don't want to take the film out and ruin it but i want to get it developed to see if it's mallory's camera but it gets stolen from his hotel room. Because these people come at night and rob him. Yeah, well, they figure <laughs> out, like, wait, that guy really wanted that. That thing is probably valuable. So he gets robbed, and then he starts to track down who robbed him, and it leads him on this very interesting, basically, series of interviews with the people that the camera went through its hands and who they are and why they're all in Kathmandu, why some of them are the rough characters they are. And the main two are a man named Joji Habu, who's the guy on the mm-hmm. cover, and Suneo Hase, who were like competing mountain climbers in the 70s through 80s. Mm-hmm. And it, as Fumikochi like, travels back and forth between Nepal and Japan, he interviews a bunch of people who used to be their climbing partners because he met Joji briefly in Kathmandu. Joji was the guy who found the camera. But he won't say where he found it or why, and he just kind of walks off. And then okay. Fumikochi can't find him. So he starts to f- figure out who Joji is by talking to his old climbing partners. And, like, these characters, these people he's learning about probably end up being more interesting than the camera itself. And this, like... S- is this photo bashing? A lot of it's photo bashing. Okay. And it looks great. The The mountainscapes are awesome. The characters are, are kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to, I would say um, the art's kind of all over the place. Katsuhiro Otomo esque. There's some characters that look exactly like Tetsuo sure. or Kaneda, yeah. which I always get a laugh out. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy liked Akira. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was popular. But they're all re- immediately recognizable, despite not being very. Dis- they just look like people. They're not like no one's crazy. That's why when I was reading it, because I waited till after I was done with this volume to look up whether or not any of this was real. It's so well written. I thought I was like, I mean, these have to be real people, right? Like they just look and act and sound very real. Even the people he's interviewing about other people. Um, and for some people, I think this this format of a guy interviewing a bunch of people that might come off as slow and dry. 
I found it very interesting. All the climbing segments are, they're not only um, entertaining, they're also somewhat educational and that they just talk about the, the many different techniques people yeah. use to scale walls of ice that should be impossible and stupid to climb, but these people do it anyway. And it's interesting. I was thoroughly engaged throughout. I thought the artwork was beautiful, especially the scenery artwork is just fantastic. See, I don't, the artwork to me seems to be a little inconsistent. Inconsistent? How so? I think, because look, in this here, everything is drawn very detailed and very nice and very clean. And then you get down here in these and it's just, some of the interview sim- shots are very simple. It, yeah. it kind of waits for the big nature parts to be super detailed. Okay. And I think it's just like, okay, normal, normal, normal. The splendor of nature. Like, And then it's like, all right, back to boring people in their boring cities. People. Oh, they're interviewing yeah, each like, other. And then it's like, mountains were made by God. <laughs> or like stuff like this. Like the photographs are very detailed. And then you go, you know, a couple pages later. Oh, he looks good. Awesome. He's very No, detailed. that looks great. But then you see this page and you're kind of like. They're a little simpler. Eh, I think I think so. that's purposeful. You think so? I think okay. it's done to keep keep like it, it gives a contrast to the parts that are supposed to be big and or make impressive. your eyes relax a little bit, too. Yeah. And then so. when you turn the page and see just this gorgeous mountainscape, you're like, oh, my God, oh. it is the summit of the gods. I even like that title. Everything as an outdoors guy, everything about this title really spoke to me, even though it's not the outdoors stuff I do. Now this or uh, Golden Kamui. I I I like this better than Golden. Really? Kamui. I think Golden Kamui is more fun. Sure. And it's easier to recommend and it's easier to get into. But I think this is a, this is a deeper read. Okay. And that, like I said, it it reads almost like non it reads like nonfiction. Sure. Like I thought it was real, but it also it feels like I'm reading like an uncharted book that never came out. Oh. It really has a lot of those like oh this is a big because there's like oh we found this old artifact this camera oh and people are there's this fight over it no who's involved and it gets less like because the main character isn't like adventuring and shooting people and stuff it 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 loses some of that and turns into something else but it opens very uncharted like sure and then it turns into more of like an invest almost like a piece of investigative journalism that's not about even real people (laughs) but it reads like it i don't i it was really interesting Huh. And I there's five volumes. I'd like to get the rest of them because I I want to know what happens. I want to know what's on that camera. Yeah. I want to know what happens to jo- to Joji and Habu and Fukumochi. So is this continuing or is there's, this? It, it came out a long time ago. No, but is there more of this? There's, there's, yeah, there's five of them. Oh, I've seen five volumes. Okay. There's five volumes total. I will say, uh, fanfare opponent Mon. I'm really thankful they brought this book over. Mm-hmm. But Christ, did they do? Uh, one thing, a bad job with the lettering. There are parts okay. where words are not even in their bubbles. They're, like, partially in the bubbles or almost completely outside of them. Cool. So I'm like, that's not acceptable. Dude, maybe it's just an abstract, like, feeling. <laughs> it, no. It just, yeah, this was purposeful. I made it hard to read and stupid. <laughs> well. And then there's a lot of typos. Okay. Like, a noticeably large amount. So... Maybe it's because it came through France before it came through Japan. It was also bounded in Spain. But it was bound in Spain. Yeah, it's. I mean, the binding's very nice, though. It looks great. Sure, it's a beautiful yeah. book. Uh, it's got it's the nice little bookmarks. Yeah, it, that's why I bought it. it. Was entirely because of the cover, which I love. But yeah, the the editorial department is is like dark horse level or worse. Aww. And I'm just. I was. I was honestly, as I was reading this, I was shocked at how many typos there were. And when I got to the parts where lettering wasn't even like in the bubbles, I was like, are you fucking kidding it's me? It's nostalgic. Yeah, it's like when you're reading old scanlations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a throwback. Uh, oh. you remember, you remember no, you're a professional that? publisher. You get your lettering <laughs> you. right, damn it. 
Fuck you. It, it, I, I try not to be neatly on this stuff, but well, that's worse in other ways. Um, I try not to be too neatly about like stuff like that because, like I said, I overall really like this book. Sure, sure. It's really a bummer that someone in the department is that lazy. No one checks it, and because I, I do comics, I do my own lettering, and I don't make those mistakes. I yell at, and if I do, I've, I've made typos. I fucking fix them. Sure. I don't pay attention to the lettering, but I know when stuff looks uncomfortable. So. Well, you'll notice when like words are outside of a bubble, you'll be like, "Oh, this, uh, that's it's that's like, not right." What was it? Uh, Necromancer, the book Necromancer that we covered. Had some lettering issues. Keep going, buddy. We still support. We love you, you man. We love you, guy. You'll reach your own godly summit, please. <laughs> so yeah, this isn't a book I could recommend to everybody because sure. I think some people would be like, "This is boring." It's not, there's no fighting. Like more of the... there's, no, there's no fighting. There's like almost no women in the whole comic. Oh, I can't read it's, that case. It's very yeah. much like it's about men and their their strive to conquer mountains. Dude. And like the reason why they – like and the characters have very complex reasoning or pasts that have led them to this – this like not even pastime but their full-time – pursuit of just climbing up impossible rocks i gotta tell that women's facebook group about this book oh there's no women it. in it there's yeah there's um like they're in the background but all the characters are men everything Doing that matters like there's no romance there's like at one point they mentioned oh some of the guys stopped rock climbing because they had wives and kids don't see any of that but, <laughs> but it is all about the men's relationship with the outdoors with the and mountain. nature and the mountain but do they fuck the mountain <sighs> no like i said <laughs> No, no sex, no nudity. No sex with nature. Like, so it's a very clean book. Sure. Um, like, some of the characters are intense. There's no blood, even though characters die. Um, I guess there's, the one guy scrapes his hand. Like, that's Oh, a, no. Oh, but, man. like, people still manage to die horribly. <laughs> it's, but it's never shown. It's kind of like a Naoki Urasawa book in a lot of ways, where okay. it's intense and interesting without being super graphic or sure. punchy or, ah, it's crazy. Uh, that's why I don't think everybody will like it because it's not it's not that it's like I said it almost reads like well it does read like nonfiction so sure if you don't like nonfiction you'll probably be like this is boring. boring nobody punches each other fucks it's like the only nonfiction they book. climb things very think... slowly and methodic that's the other thing is they make they make you know how slow and torturous it is to climb God, these things this so doesn't like... sound fun <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people would read this and it would I think some people like would get anxious reading it or uh-huh. afraid because they they put in you that like, oh sure. doing this is scary but yeah not for everybody but for people that are interested in stuff like like what i'm describing sure. will love it okay um so i loved it i don't but mm, not everybody will i remember the only nonfiction book that i ever finished was the lost temple of the monkey guy i remember yeah you had that yeah oh, it's cool. very good by uh douglas uh douglas peterson the guy I read, who did I read a lot of nine. Florence of Florence of Monst- Monsters of Florence. He did okay. that in the book. Douglas Peterson. So yeah, Son of the Gods. Good stuff, but not for everybody. But I wouldn't Douglas. have it any other way because if they made it more approachable for other people, I don't think it would be as good. You don't think so? No, no I don't want it to turn into like, oh, it's a shonen battle <laughs> manga shonen with the battle. mountain. Like they could do Some all sorts of dumb gimmicks. With it's very grounded, and I like Good. that about it. So, um, and I learned Douglas, a lot about climbing. It was Douglas Preston, not Peterson. Oh, okay. Douglas Preston. There you go. Anyway, there you go. Um, Summon of the gods. <laughs> so, speaking of shonen, shonen jump manga. Oh, no. You don't have to pay attention to that. That's just no. me adjusting my computer. Um, I'm doing one that I did the first volume of this one too. So this is going to be volume two of Platinum End from Shonen Jump. Published by Viz Media. Oh, Viz. Okay, with two Viz, Viz as books. Well, two Viz books. Um, 
this book is written by Sugumi Oba and artist Takeshi Obata. If you remember the, the reason why it says the Death Note crew. Um, if anybody doesn't know what Death Note is, go all right. Read, well, go read Death Note. Sure. Read or watch it. It's worth it. It's fun. It is. It is good. Not the live action one on Netflix. Actually, that is worth watch it. The, that's the worth watching for a different reason. Yeah, entirely different reason. Um, so this book continues from the last – if you, anybody read the first volume, I'm not going to try to give too many spoilers, but this book continues with Myra, Mira, M- Myrae, M-I-R-A-I. Mirai. My, Mirai. Um, who got stabbed by a love arrow by his childhood friend Saki? He falls in love with her and starts goo goo guying uh, off over her for about two, eight, eight page, eight nine pages, enough okay. to irritate the fuck out of me um, and make me not want to read it. Oh no! Uh, she's using this arrow to figure out if she can trust Mirai and offers him to team up with her to stop Metro Polyman, which is not about a man with a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. I'm Metro Polyman. My power is all my partners. They'll yeah. beat you up. Yeah. And then I'll fuck them. My bitch club. Yeah, this is my bitch club. Um, that's not a polyamorous relationship. You just have a harem. That, that's awesome. I'm also pretty sure that's also called a gang. It's a gang bang. It's fucking train. The chicks gang bang him. Run. It's awesome. And he is the antagonist of this story. Metro who has called off polyamorous yes, man. He has Metro polyamorous man. That's called out the 11 remaining candidates who are cho- or who might be God. Um, every angel chooses a candidate and they fight and last one standing becomes God. He ch- calls them out to a baseball field live on, all throughout Japan. Um and it has order a bunch to of people have, fight to the death and oh yeah that's exactly that's what happens. awesome um fight for Metro Poly man it's it's kind of funny yeah um, that's great except one problem with this book oh, that's all great the whole thing about poly polyamorous, polyamorous man, man. man uh, calling out these people to the baseball field him beating the fuck out of them in these really weird intricate ways um doing all these interesting articulate analytical ideas is incredible but i fucking hate mirai and saki oh you don't like the main characters these characters are so boring they are almost like cardboard cutouts Uh and mud on my shoe is way more interesting they sit in the benches for about the entire book they don't move the entire book in the first chapter you have in the first couple of chapters Mirai is goo goo guying for eight pages, enough to irritate me and not want to continue reading it. And Saki's trying to figure out if she can really trust him because when you're in love, you let your guard down. So she's asking him a bunch of questions. Um, she's grilling him. That's like, how tall stupid. are you? How big is your dick? How much money do you make? Yes, exactly. Important a lot stuff. like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> First date questions. And then it's just them sitting in the baseball stadium, watching other in the bleachers, fight. watching other people fight. Are the other characters that are fighting interesting? They are, yes. Okay, that's I good. Liked, like, you know, there's parts yes. of Naruto where it's not the main guys fighting. They're just in the benches. Right, but at least the they're... Exam. This like, is like the Chunin exams, but for angels? Sure, yeah, but these guys are at least, when you're watching the Naruto characters, and they're, like, kind of narrating their thoughts and ideas, sure. Saki and Mirai are just saying, we can't get involved. What do we do? We can't get involved. And it's just very repetitive okay, with their uh... characters. At least Naruto and them, they kind of gave their own perspective. Yeah, like you knew your guys were in the stands, but it was mostly about whoever was. That's an interesting, that's kind of a weird way to do it, because I would figure it would be mostly from the perspective of 
the fighters. Oh, it's not. It's actually the perspective of the two characters that are fighting Metro Polyamorous Man um, in this book. And I forgot their names because I didn't care enough. But they were blue and green. Blue and yellow is what they're um, they were called. Because it's a black and white manga. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, um, I don't know what color they actually are. They were two people who were lo- trying to commit suicide, which all of them were. Oh um, and they think what that a cast. Are, if they Wait, came so up, the cast is a bunch of suicidally depressed people. Yes, that's how they were chosen. <laughs> that's how I reviewed in the first manga. Yeah, it's been a so, while. It's just I funny. Know it it's has, like, yes. oh, everybody in this. What's um, the, what are they like? All suicidal. They're all but suicidal. But they even failed at that. Yes, because the angels said, "Hey, you want to become God instead of killing yourself?" It was like it's like a happier Gantz. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, everybody dies in Gantz too, though. Some people die a lot. <laughs> yeah. We brought um, you back. Oh, no, you got murdered by a broccoli monster. <laughs> oh, no. Gantz is um, great. <laughs> Metro Polyamorous Man is hilarious. I loved okay. him coming on because he just goes, I knew that you were not. You were going to talk to the little girl who was also a candidate of this. So I actually shot her with a love arrow. So now, And she's like 11, and he's like, now she has to listen to me. Oh, my God. And He's- had an 11-year-old to his harem. I can travel... Metro pedophile, man. And for no reason, I can travel 3.5 seconds into having a harem with a bunch of teenagers and children. Oh, he's, he's um, building his own Epstein Island. And while you, were, while you weren't Is that who looking, he is under the helmet? He's Epstein? It's Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, no! We have to kill him! Metrosexual take... polyamorous, man! <laughs> Jeffrey he's Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein the whole time. He's a lot of fun just because of every single thing that he does. It's like... He sounds ridiculous. He's ridiculous. That's my that is what my only complaint is sometimes it's a little too convenient for him or too ridiculous. Like bad but, guys, you can almost never do that too much because it's fun to watch right. protagonists overcome like impossible bad. Yeah, guys. Yeah, but these guys don't overcome it. Well, you're only on volume. They two. just die. Oh, again. The 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 two that are not to give spo- well that that happens like earlier on into oh, okay. it, but. These people can't get the upper hand on him oh, because he's too smart. Oh. And he almost kind of reminds me of Light, where he's just really goofy about it. Oh, I loved Light yeah. as an antagonist. He was where, great. Where he's just like, I'll take a potato chip, I'll take a potato and then I'll put a piece of lead in between my door so I can know when somebody goes into my room because yeah. it'll be broken. Yeah. Like bullshit like that where he'll be like, while all the stadium was paying attention to those people who conveniently made their entrances— I switched places with the dummy that I had in the baseball field. And I'm like, I I don't know if that all works like that. It's but like okay. stuff that happens in JoJo's, yeah. like really goofy. <laughs> vic- like sometimes they'll be, you'll be like, here's the explanation for why I want. It's like, that doesn't make any And JoJo's just like, that doesn't make any sense. All right, on to the next fight. Yes, As exactly. long as the final fight is like, oh, that makes sense and is fun. Sure. That's all I really care about. There's 12 volumes of this. Okay. I have three and four. I ordered them because okay. I do want to continue. See okay, you're going to continue. Yes, it. but Saki and Mirai Main don't do anything. They're dead. They're duds. Well, they're 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 garbage. Mm. They just sit in the stands boringly and go, we can't get involved. We can't get involved. What are we going to do? We can't get involved. Uh, Saki, what do we do? I don't know. We can't get involved. Oh, and I'm like, God. how about you get involved and you do something? Like, you were kind of all for beating this guy. Let's Why watch everyone else here? die. No, right. no, watch everyone else die first and be like, ah, oh, we use that to assess your strengths and weaknesses. Uh-huh. Well, that's another thing, too, is that what they reveal in this is that the more people he defeats, the stronger he gets. So oh. now what are they going to do? Like, they don't – like, they're not – 
They're not trying to make to it do that this. much more impressive when they beat him. I get. I God, I hope so. I hope they beat him by eating a potato chip. No. Mm, or fusing can, a dog guys, and a small child together. Yeah, maybe they'll kill the eleven-year-old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like so, a child hostage. <laughs> a child that's in love with this guy. Ooh. Yeah, that was uncomfortable to read. <laughs> I'm was, like, I always throw that shit in. Uh, why? And he, she kept doing like. They also too like he, she was like clinging onto him and trying to kiss him and everything, and he was like letting it happen. And I'm like, detail. I don't. I think we got to report them this to the women's Facebook group. Yeah, they, like, they need to know about. They, they, know, about they need to know about the Death Note guys. Um, which honestly though, this is a good. If you are a fan of Death Note, I can't see you liking this. Oh, okay. But if you are at least wanting a good, like after death note title okay because death note is is a classic like that's it's it's also very different yes so i think this is a good follow-up to death note okay so i think at least people are gonna be like this isn't as good as death note yeah but it's still good good for them you know but you can make your own decision on it i'm enjoying this okay has some has some downs yes just, uh, if you're like me, like I can't read things, or if I don't like the main characters, I'm just I like, can't. I can't do it. Yeah, but Metro Polyamorous Man He's is good enough. Great. Yeah, I'm, maybe we can root for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, I'm on his side. I know the feeling. I'm like, bro, just yeah, kill everybody. This is great. You got this. You got, it's b- not to get religious, but at least he's doing something. Yeah, he's a little more. He's an like, active god. Yeah, like, if you could see regular God at the baseball stadium. Blow your fucking mind. Fucking incredible. If he took 12 people out of the stands <laughs> and an 11-year-old girl and had them fight or fall in love with them, you might have some questions, but at least you'd know something was up. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, God is not what they said oh, in the shit. Bible. God is Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did hang himself with toilet paper. Only God could do it. And I guess, what if Jesus was not his son? What if it was just his partner? What if it was just a little boy? Just a little boy abducted. Oh, no. It's getting weird. Oh, my God. Anyway, on to the last review here. Okay, well... It no, is a good review. I love hearing about these ones. It is a good review. So I'm I'm on I, I've been doing an ongoing review of Dark Horse's Berserk omnibuses. The fifth one just came out. Berserk is one of those comics that I just stop everything and read for. I love it, love it, love it. Along with that too, if you want a if you want a recommendation, there's a two thousand sixteen anime no, on Crunchyroll that you can No, you watch the you watch the <laughs> movies, if anything. There's also the video game for the PS4 that you could play. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, oh yeah, this I'm flipping through we the can't volume. show this on Twitch. No, you could not. Uh, th- so this volume picks up in the middle of the eclipse, which is Berserk's big Red Wedding style event, oh. although this came out far before Red Wedding. And Berserk's done, right? No. Okay. It is ongoing. It has 40 volumes, I believe. It's big. It's been going since the 90s. And how many is this? This is three volumes. So I'm on the fifth, so 15. I've read 15 out of the and 40. And there's 40 right now. Yes. Okay. And then probably even more if you count what's just out in Japan, but... So a million. That's a as much as One Piece. It's no, it's not as much as One Piece, but there's a lot. Um, the the artwork's more detailed than One Piece, so it probably it well, de- One Piece it, is it definitely fun. takes longer. Oh, there's some sure. stuff you can't show. Yeah, this chapter. Um, so the eclipse is pretty nasty business. It's hard not to talk about it without getting the spoilers. But our our main guys, Guts's team, Guts and got Casca's team of Band of the Hawk, they've overcome a lot. And then this happens. Oh, their, no. their former leader, Griffith, makes a pact with demons on the spot. 
and sacrifices all of the band of the hawk to these demons at once to become the fifth member of the god hand cool and become a demon king known as femto metro polyamorous man (laughs) (laughs) yeah well he's more like rape guy oh no right, uh, right. well wow, that's specific because like he, he sacrifices all of his teammates all at once to these demons there they are they're all you see they're all getting hell yeah it's violent as fuck and that's a all, cool page though that's really I mean, well it done just keeps going with this shit it's nuts this series is beautiful yeah i mean you're a knows how to draw um and while they're fighting everybody's getting their asses kicked except guts who's just like on a demon killing rampage um, and he's holding his own for a while, but then Femto, the former Griffith, descends. He decides to eat a and snake, and then no, 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 that's that's later <laughs> in this volume. Uh, Femto de- descends, and in order to for- further, well, there's a couple different reasons why he might do this next thing. But Griffith has had this sort of somewhat homoerotic fascination with guts, and then guts left, and he got all upset, and it caused him to do a bunch of stupid things. It led to him deciding, well, fuck it, I'll just sacrifice everybody to that's, demons. Wow, that sounds gay. Um, so he eventually in this demon sacrifice, I'm explaining as best I can demon sacrifice eclipse. He gets guts. Like one of the demons is grabbing him by the arm and his teeth. So guts can't move. And he rapes Casca. Kit, stop talking about your wedding (laughs) in front of guts. And it's not like, Oh, he does it. And that's horrible. It's like a whole chapter of rape. Oh, is that the one that I, I said where it's like, Ooh, that's wonderful like, but it's all rape and you made me say that to rape yeah you're welcome this this entire <laughs> it just keeps going oh shit this D- is all she... a very long rape scene uh, oh my god it's i like, told you it's, it's like 13 pages oh, it's, it's, a, it's like a chapter and a half oh i skipped, I skipped some of the rape oh there she is with Anyway, we don't have to get too graphic. No, we won't. Yeah, but... Berserk is not for the easily upset or offended. So if I recommend this to <laughs> an 11-year-old. Oh, oh, it's a really cool 11-year-old. <laughs> um, I'm sure plenty of teenagers in Japan and America read this and were like, this is awesome, it's sure. so graphic. Oh, there's titties everywhere. Oh, blah, blah. <laughs> um, it made even... me very uncomfortable, which I think was the point, because you're supposed to be uncomfortable, and you see Guts... The I would hope time, you would be helplessly made to watch the rape of the woman he loves in graphic. You're kind of there with him watching this, this character that you like something horrible happens to her by a guy who used to be their friend. And like, you feel it. And like, even the fact that you have to keep turning the page and seeing more and more of it. And it's like, it's drawn well. So if you didn't know the context, you'd be like, Oh, this looks like a hentai. Ooh, but there's, there are some things that are off about it, but it's sure. like, it's, she's attractive and, it's it makes you feel so weird reading it because you're like oh that's a hot lady oh she's being oh i like her i don't like this guy why is this still going (laughs) i think you see guts being like like screaming as his arms getting ripped off you're just like this is horrifying this this isn't fun at all yeah so you know why it's called berserk (laughs) it would make you angry if this happened All your friends died and got raped. (laughs) And now you don't want to continue the series. I mean, you do because you want to see – Because Guts and Casca both escape. Sure. Uh, When I first saw this in the movies, I thought Guts would escape because you you know he escapes. I thought Casca was dead, but she's she's not, but she's so – shocked by what happened she got that, raped by a weird demon god yeah and all her friends died in, in like an hour the same hour could you imagine that where you're just no like, it's no it literally is unimaginable you, horror what i meant was like how do you talk about that 
<laughs> uh, it turns out what happens is you don't because she like reverts to a childlike state. She has like oh. major PTSD. When she's around Guts, she's terrified because she associates him with the events. And, you know, he was in love with her. And he's like, well, we survived. We can still be in love. and I'll... But now it's like she's not the same person now anymore. I'm... That's kind of, and for lack of better terms, it's kind of cool that they did that. Yeah. That they kind of added that touch of what happens after. It's also the part of the, the Eclipse sacrifice is they're branded with, branded with the mark. Sure. You see this, this mark that's on the front of every volume yeah and what it does is they, they were supposed to, if you get this mark you are supposed to be sacrificed mm -hmm. they escaped but they're branded so demons know like oh you're ours so if they go out at night in this world demons come out at night and guts can defend himself means he has to kind of be like nocturnal sure casca can't because she's mentally handicapped right now. right so she has to like live she can only go out during the day at night she has to sleep in this like ancient cave to be safe so they have to like cage this mentally handicapped woman <laughs> in a cave at night and she doesn't really know why right um and guts is like well uh i'm lost an arm an eye and everybody i care about i guess i'll try to make this right and he he equips himself with the giant dragon slayer sword a repeating crossbow on his arm. Then he eats a snake. And, and a hand, that, a metal hand that's magnetized so he can hold a sword, which I think is a neat detail. That's but neat. it also goes down and has a one-shot cannon. Hell yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of knives. So Guts just decks himself out with crazy weaponry. And is like, I'm going to kill every demon in the world and then Griffith and the rest of the God Hand. And he that sets out on his quest. And it opens with a, a one-shot brief arc uh, called the Lost Children arc. And it's pretty interesting. Um, it's about these quote-unquote fake elves that are like these demon bugs, but they, mm -hmm. they, they lure in children um, and terrorize local towns. And because of the eclipse happening, there are more demons than ever, and they're fucking with people's crops and lives. And it, the, this, this is a briefer arc than what we've pre seen previously, but it's, it's Guts sort of unwillingly starts to help this town because he's like, well, I don't really care about the villagers because I don't care about anybody anymore because mm -hmm. then they might die horribly in front of me. But I hate demons, so he's like, all right, I'm going to go kill all these elves, which are like weird murder insects. But they're nice to kids. Sort of. It it gets really, really fucky. Elves are weird murder insects? It's this arc. You think it's one thing, and then I did not expect a lot of the places it would go. It's exceedingly violent, as the rest of the comic is, but it is interesting. Tons of good demon designs, uh, tons of fun ultra-violence, tons of creative violence, and a lot of pathos from the characters. Guts is a commanding lead. He's interesting. I, it's watching him interact with like normal people who haven't experienced what he's just <laughs> experienced is interesting. Um, I enjoyed it. It ends before the Lost Children arc is over. I'm excited to see what happens next. Seeing the post-Eclipse world, is in now knowing everything that happened with Griffith is interesting. And I'm also wondering, how the fuck is he going to get to Griffith at all? We saw him in the first volume There's get, 50 like, chat get 50 like books. one shot off on him, and it did fucking nothing. There's 40 books. I know, and I'm like, there. I can understand why. It's like, this is just one dude who's missing his one of his limbs, and he's got to kill the, a god, four, five gods. Well, yeah, so, well how do you do they, that? The god hand are demon lords, but they, they even say it to themselves. They're like, we're not gods. Sure. So you know they're just... not invincible, but they are 
very powerful. Sure. There's there's a lot of elements here. There's a lot of pieces on the table, and I want to see how they're all played. I love it. It's gorgeous. It's engaging. It's the only comic right now that I drop everything to read. Yes, I know. There might be others, but they haven't. Not come. Helsing? Well, I, I've read all of Helsing. I mean, for the four millionth time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can always read Helsing again. Yeah. No, uh, like there's there are other comics that I do go out of my way to read, but they're not releasing very consistently. Sure. Berserk is, uh, unless you're reading the up-to-date ones, in which case it's very inconsistent. Right. Well, But these omnibuses come out every few months, and man, they get me going, and this one did not fail to deliver. Hell yeah. Uh, as always, uh, more so than ever before, if you are squeamish or don't right. like sexual violence... For the love of God, stay away from Brazil. Yeah, no kidding. If you're like me and you like very rough, abrasive, difficult content that's handled well, Berserk's where it's at. Just read something stupid like a Kamiga kill if you want. Very different vibes. They are, but a there Kamiga is com- kill more awesome. comic relief in this than you would expect because yeah. of the, the Puck character, who is fun and funny and is even drawn in a goofy way. And he's almost like you kind of need him because it's sure. so heavy. You're just like, oh, thank God! Like it's just m- bits of Maybe light in the dark. If you don't like this stuff? Go watch something that babies watch, like Overlord. Yeah, this is or not. Is it for... wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yeah, this is this is not that. No, um, I like that show though. Is it wrong to pick, or is it ro- wrong to try? Well, try to yeah, and you can like whatever you want. I mean, I like stuff oh. that's different from this, but yeah, this sure. is. Berserk isn't for everybody. I I love it. I think it's approachable for a lot of guys because mm-hmm. they don't mind abrasive stuff. But more sure. more sensitive types keep the young kids away. <laughs> you saw the sure. rape, yeah, the rape just... chapter. And then I what, I remember first before we started recording, you turned to one of those pages. I was like, oh, that looks nice. And then you turned to you again. I'm like, this is the rape scene. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. I just said the rape looks nice. Yeah, the rape. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I do not condone rape. Shout yeah, to the there, comics. There's just murder rape every sin imaginable is committed in berserk but it's good it's great <laughs> i love it it's it's just one of those mature titles it's not just like oh look how flashy and uh, look how edgy this is right. no, it's, it's well done yeah is it excessive absolutely but is it done well it's kind yes. of in the nature of it to be excessive yeah. all right so our final my final review our final review of the night yep we have done all good books. Yeah, I don't always do this, but I found I a bunch of. They're all pretty different. So, yes. at least on my end. I don't know. Um, you're, yeah, you had Platinum End. You had whatever. Black you, Hammer. Black Hammer. Yeah, very different. And, and now you've got. Well, oh, I, oh, uh, yeah, an old favorite. An, an old, old favorite. It's something. Our favorite publisher, Zenscope. Zenscope. The um, inconsistent publisher of weird. <laughs> classic adaptation public stuff. domain stuff we gotta we gotta start doing zen the zenscope version versus the anime classics ver- no ma- manga classics version. that would be cool like, oh here's that. the manga class which one is worse we should do that on gut rot that'd be, that'd be, fun. that'd be funny that'd be a lot of reading though <sighs> that'd be that'd be six books with we'll make it a Make um, it a long one. Make it a long one. I know we said it would be about an hour long, but that might be know. a double. That might be a two parter. Yeah. Um. So this, as everybody knows, I have a love hate relationship with Zenscope. I Most think of the Zenscope titles... has a love hate relationship with itself. That's fair. <laughs> That's a very fair yeah, statement. Yeah, we put this out because we knew idiots um, would buy it. We hate ourselves. My wife buys these. She loves them. She does like these, and that's fine. Whatever she can like, whatever she wants. She enjoys reading. Co- as long as she reads a comic or books, I don't care. You know, whatever. Keep her reading. Things. Yeah. Um. So this one is the Musketeers. This is the Musketeers. It doesn't say the three Musketeers. It's just 
the Musketeers. But there's three of them. Does it so. have anything to do with the... Oh, it looks like it's modern day, so a little different from the Alexander Dumas novel. And God damn it has nothing to do with that. It looks a little shorter, too. It's one volume, and then if you want to get technical, it also involves the Grim Fairy Tales main storyline. So in order Wait, to understand this... You have to read that series, oh, what? too. Yeah, and I brought this up before. I've mentioned that before as well in some of my other reviews, is that there are homages to um, the Grim Fairy Tales main story arcs, um, or the main storyline, where a lot of these characters appear, and then they get these weird spinoff titles. Um I've only said that two books were good, which is Bell and The Jungle Book. I thought were good. They were fun. They were entertaining. This is The Three Musketeers. Writer is Terry Kavanaugh, which if anybody thinks that that is familiar, yes, he is the guy who did the clone saga of the of Spider-Man. Which is, which is notoriously ben, awful. Which is notoriously awful, but people really like Ben Riley. So Who's it's ben kind Riley? of uh, the clone of Spider Man. That's what the clone oh, is about, okay. Scarlet Spider. Um, so that's what that series is about. I have not read it. We should, uh, but I want to. But it's apparently supposed to be notoriously awful. It has a lot of plot holes and a bunch of other bullshit. And then the art art is Daniel Main. The art's fine. Art looks fine. Like, yeah, very it's, it's great. Very uh, top cow. If you look at the uh, quotes on the back, that is the only thing that that book mentioned this book talks about well hold on let me uh it's got everything you want in a comic with some very engaging heroes from the popular website sci-fi pulse sure you know rousing artwork and captivating colors (laughs) what about the story sure from the fandom post of course of course filled with great artwork word of the nerd all right so a lot of prey the artwork is good it's classy yes this guy can clearly draw. There's backgrounds. The a- action looks very dynamic. Like he had that some looks fu- great. Yeah, he had some fun with it, and that's good. Um, this does have everything a comic book you you could want in a comic book. Oh, this is great. Look at this. That's that's fantastic. that's cool. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the dynamics are there in the art, but this does have your um, everything a comic book needs. It has characters. It has a story. It's got panels. It has bubbles. panels and bubbles and pages. And and color. It's in color. All book. the books I read, they yeah. weren't in color. No, Clearly, they weren't. This is better. Yeah, like two, mine, two of mine are. It's got are... more hot chicks on the front. Yeah. Um, apparently the musketeers are two hot chicks and a dude. Yes, and they are. And they've all got swords that have and they've all arrows slept, on them. And, and they've they all slept with each other. Nice. Yeah. So this is a good book. But that never is, that's only subtly broke up. Uh, brought up okay so anyway kit i am going to try to explain the uh the story of really wordy too like the musketeers oh none of them shut up um at all some of these it's like a page like this which that looks great not a lot of words but i've seen some pages that are text heavy i don't think it's it's not as consistently text heavy as uh the the winner which is uh, uh, goddess, goddess mode. mode no no no, text, no. the text that heaviest book is awful. oh my mm-hmm. god <laughs> yeah Whew. so kit i'm gonna i'm gonna try to talk to you about the synopsis all right yeah so it three... looks like non-stop action is what i'm seeing well three ordinary people are transported to camelot and they are giving given superpowers 
Diego Garcia, who's the Green Ranger, I mean the Green Musketeer, yeah. is super strong and kind of super retarded. <laughs> <laughs> he got uh, he got really strong, but it made him stupid. Stupid, he sure did. Got real dumb. Uh, Winter Sudam is acrobatic and stealthy. Carmen Alexander stabs things. That's her fucking power. They all have swords. They all stab things. They, they sure don't. Oh. No, oh. only one of them uses the swords, and that's they're pic- all the pic- there looks like they got pictures all the swords all the time. They don't use them. What are they, dummies? No, they just stand there. Um, they are told to get the bracelet of the chariot for Merlin because he wants them to. This isn't like the Alexander Dumas novel no. at all. Um, but it's in. But the bracelet is in the real world, and Merlin can't go there, but he can go there mm. if he wants to. And he can't find the bracelet because there's a bunch of fake ones that aren't magic, but the real one is magic. So you'll know that that's the real one. But you can also tell that the real one is the real one because it has a chariot on the inside. And Morgan Le Fay is there. Oh, yeah. I think I see her. Fuck the musketeers. You don't like these guys? They're I good. hate this book so goddamn much. None of this book gives us any real clear reason as to why they need to find this magical artifact because Merlin can just do it himself. Why are they and at that's the proven in the of Jesus? Edition. Yes, so they that's do go scene? to Jesus. Yes, that is a scene. Um because it's proven that Merlin can go get this artifact himself in the last oh, they, issue. They, they go to Jesus' crucifixion, steal the spear he stabbed with, and then leave. They don't yes. like, try to help Jesus out? No, they don't. Oh, man. Um, they don't— Would that be sacrilege to interrupt that, or it, would, that, or would it yeah. be nice? Like, Well, technically, if Jesus didn't get stabbed with it, it didn't happen. Well, no, he was already dead at that point. Oh, well, anyway. Because that's what the Lance of Longinus, they poked it into him to see if he was dead. And I think it's like water came out, I believe is what happened. But I could, I'm trying to Whatever. remember my Catholic school. Um, it doesn't really explain why these characters need this bracelet and why these characters were chosen in the first place. In the beginning of the book, they're already given their powers by the Book of Fables. But there's no reason to why these characters are chosen. Yeah, why these people in particular? Like, why them? A, I mean, well, you have some superheroes where it's, it's random, but then... But this they, is they never aspire to something greater. It this seems they're like, just this seems like there. a confusing mess. Which it's... despite the flashy artwork and nonstop text, what you're telling me, it sounds like it never manages to establish. Itself. No, it doesn't establish anything. It will just sit there and try to justify, justify... why there's going to be more fight scenes. Yes, or just justify these characters with going about what they're trying to do. So there's scenes in here where they'll say. We're going to go rob this bank. Why? Because there's a, a fake chariot there. But then in order to establish like more action, the cops will just show up there because they suck at their job. We got to fight cops now. Yeah. All right. Um, there's such a sense of boredom and frustration with this oh, book. Oh, it's frustrating. Because mm-hmm. their goals of these characters are aren't interesting oops there's no reason for these characters to work together except they're friends but there's no dynamic between them there's no chemistry yeah they're just but apparently they all slept with each other it's kind of like friends but if you don't (laughs) but not okay well said like it's like friends but not it's like friends but not like it's just this book pisses me off so (laughs) 
It's just, it's so frustrating to read. Well, nothing is worse than a book where you don't care about the characters, and then there's a lot of text I, to read. I didn't. Like, all these characters are that, very... Well, that was goddess mode, where I'm like, I don't care about any of these people. Oh, my God, they never well, shut Well, I up. only got to, like, what, page yeah, 10? Yeah, you didn't get very like, far. I didn't You're get like, very far. What I'm the like, fuck what is, is this? This is awful. <laughs> like, at least this book I struggled to get through, and I still had no idea what the fuck these people wanted. When Merlin gave them the quest of, Get the chariot bracelet. Go meet this politician. He is the guy who will tell you about your mission. Well, why didn't Merlin just tell them the mission? He knew about it. Like, why? The other thing is, too, is that apparently the politician is also a bad guy as well. But he disappears after issue three. But he's also the guy who... who made the cops show up at the museum. I fucking hate this book. Sounds like shit. I can't review this. No, I mean, you did. It sounds I, bad. I tried. It sounds like a bungled mess, the, and it sounds like that's what the writer's known for, is bungled kid, messes. One of my notes is a child's piece of macaroni art is more interesting oh, than okay. the Musketeers. It's more engaging. I think that Terry Kavan. Oh, and that's another thing. Terry Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. I this book, I can't. He never promoted this. This was two thousand nineteen. He never put this in any like, like, uh, bibliography or anything. This just showed up. Huh. Yeah. And mysterious book. Terry Merlin Kavanaugh, sent it to us. Yeah, I guess so. Terry Kavanaugh isn't active anymore uh-huh. in the comic book oh, world. Oh, okay. So I don't know where this came from. Zenscope. <laughs> I guess it's a, so. It's a magic place. Like, it must be. Where dreams because come true. the last thing that Terry ever did was Clone Saga and a couple of X-Men stuff in the 90s. So this is 2019. So I wonder if they just had this and they sat on it and they're like, yeah, hey, we can release this. Maybe. They sit on movies. Yeah, but... 2019 that's pretty well yeah well like and also he did a he he's i guess when was his most recent thing before this x-men i think that was like in the 90s i can't no i mean that would have to be because he hasn't done anything else maybe maybe we're just not maybe he did other zen scope things i don't know maybe it's just it's not a big deal if you don't know but it seems it is odd that he would come back very odd so Um, so out of the blue maybe this was his big comeback it didn't work. Yeah, his yeah. last thing was X Universe number one and two in nineteen ninety five. Jeez. Oh, like, I'm sorry, Rise of Apocalypse in nineteen ninety seven. Why would they wait twenty two years? I have no idea. That just makes it sound like he was trying to get back into comics, and it's like, oh, I'm still not good at this. Maybe because Ooh. the last thing that he did was a uh, was a website called Mime Bean Jar, which was where you could play games to win like food and such. And that's no longer active. I feel like you're just making up. I am sure not. I am not. It's and then just, he opened a laundromat, this, and then he. Was... But one of my one of my things that I was going to say is that this is probably a paycheck. I guess I can see this as a paycheck because this whole thing is so soulless and irritating to read. The Zenscope motto: It's no, a paycheck. I have never read a book that has no purpose. I have in existing. There's plenty, and I've read, read others into. Oh, but this, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I mean, Day of the Dead was pretty bad, but this is yeah. 
this is pretty terrible. Oh, also, too, um, yeah, I fucking hate this book. All right, well said. Like, it's just, the thir- the Musketeers is so hard to get ahead. Like, I re- my next statement, Jungle Book and Bell. Okay. Those are the only two Bell things. Looked like, Bell really looked like something that was goofy it's, enough to be really so fun. It's so funny. It's, a, it's, it's very well done. It's goofy. It has a good time. Jungle Book is in your face, just action after action it's a edgar rice burroughs type stuff yeah Yeah, it's just it's there both of those titles are really great gretel i think i said was really bad but i would recommend gretel before i recommend this one a lot of these end scope titles that i've reviewed are very forgettable Uh, yeah they they put out a lot of stuff though i don't know how they do it but man they stay in business they sure do and i don't understand how maybe because there's more there's more chad's wives out there Maybe I mean I can. De- these I wonder if do... they have a big. I wonder if they have a big female reader audience. They would have to, which is weird because you know they're. Well, they, a lot of they're a lot of women. their books are like busty, so, sexy girls. But I guess you know. the I know the Grim Fairy Tales series. I guess that's. I mean, that's big. advertised the same way yeah. with like, oh, it's Alice in so, Wonderland, but she's a hot blonde yeah. that looks like a, a bimbo with huge tits. Just like, wait until I do the Van Helsing title. Oh, okay. I have that be, one as well. I have a lot of these, kids. I they, <laughs> I feel like you just pull them out of the walls. I Sometimes I feel I never like see that. them at your house, and then you're like, hey, look, here's this new Zen they're in book. the They're in our bedroom. That, cause that's, see, cause no, Steph I like the mystery. Them. So, they yeah, you'll never know which the, one I have. Come out of the ether. Steph did say that she read... Uh, the peekaboo one, and that one's apparently okay, really good. But I don't know so. a classic called peekaboo. I don't but, either. You know. I think that's an original title. Oh, good for them. God, I hope it's just I don't know hide and seek. Do you remember that it's that like... short movie hide and seek? It was the one where they read the fox masks and they were being hunted by demons in the town. Oh yeah, it's on yeah. Adult Swim. Yeah, I think yeah. it was called hide and seek. Maybe, maybe I don't so, know what that is. It's okay if you don't. It was a. Nobody, I don't think ever, but anybody actually watched it. It was good though. The I really liked it. History of many Adult Swim shows that nobody watched. It was weird. And no one watched it. <laughs> yeah, Super Jail is still one of my favorites. I love Super Jail. Like, AJ won't watch it because it's too gross. Oh, uh, I like Super Jail. It's beautiful. I will always watch Super Jail. I love. If you Super turn that on. Jail. Anyway, so, so the there's Musketeers. the Musketeers. <sighs> cannot Terry, recommend. Cannot recommend. Even but Terry, is so bad, it's good. I'll but. say Terry tried. Do you At think the Musketeers would it be a gut rot title? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would be like. It, this I think what we should do is that we should take all of our my Zen Scope titles that I have. I'll take three episode. of them and we'll do a Gut Rod episode. The Zen so, Scope. I like my idea of the Zen. We'll find the manga classics equivalents and figure out which is worse. I think we should too. It'd be, be great. Anyway, guys, so thank you so much for joining us on Shots with Comics. That's our show this week. If you can't tell, we were sober during this entire thing. We were. So well, I hope that didn't affect the energy too much. But sometimes uh, drinking takes a toll. Especially. But sometimes we cannot pay for it the yes. next day. And also, too, we also try to maintain our health. I don't. So I know you don't, but I try to. doesn't work. But I don't. Um, so you guys can shoot. listen to I us. As I take out a cigar. take out a fucking cigarette. <laughs> Fuck cigar. Fuck health. Um. Speak so, guys. You can listen to us on iTunes, BitChute, Spotify, uh, Google, other shit, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are. You can also Where check podcasts out, are bought and sold. Yes, you can also check Kit. You can also follow me at Casual Nerd Chad, where you can check out all my weird stuff that I'm doing. Follow us on Twitter at Shots with Comics. If you want us to review something, anything please at email all, us. please yes. email us. 
email us at shotswithcomics at gmail.com. You can also follow Kit at B-O-N-E-I-T-I-S. That's my bonitis at Twitter. And you can follow also his artwork, exclusively his art, at... Uh, boni- I think it's Bonitis... Bon- bonitis Art. It's just Bonitis. Sorry, someone else runs it for me, so... <laughs> it's at, at Bonitis Art, in case you don't like my occasional jokes or you don't want to see me gabbing with people I like on Twitter. Uh, you, well, I mean, a lot of our banter is fun. If you want to so. see me arguing all day with the guy about 2 plus 2, yes, it does equal 4. <laughs> that was today. That was wonderful. You wanna, you man, see, you want to see some nightmare semantics. You want to see Kit's dog eat a rabbit. You see I didn't put too. pictures of that, no, but you I did didn't, talk about it. But I did see the pictures of it. I did send them to you, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I talk, my dog Poor did rabbit, caught an adult uh, rabbit and ate the entire thing. And then, and then waited till he was in the car to vomit the entire thing back up. Uh, dogs. Man, did it smell. <laughs> um, you can also f- listen to Kit uh, and Dave on... The Snake Pit every Saturday night at 7 p.m. EST. We're back to Saturdays. The Monday shit's over. That was just a two-week thing. Sure. We're twitch.tv slash bonitisuno. B-O-N-E-I-T-I-S-U-N-O. And that is a very raw... Uh, it's a raw show. three hours. It's me, Dave, and our buddy Hasenkruz shooting the shit. Oh, is he joined me. officially? Pretty much. He's okay. always in there. He brings good energy. I like him, though. Good, 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 He good. spent, like, half the last stream talking about the why bullying was a good thing. It was great. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of interested in apparently that. He, apparently, he claims he was a high school bully, and he told us, like, he's like, yeah, they, those kids needed it. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Come on. It's like a bunch of nerds in this audience, like, oh. Uh, it was well, funny. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get uh, it. You I said it's it, raw. Yeah. It is. It is. It is raw. No, and I, dude, I've been on it a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I told my, I've told stories. You told your Me Too story. I told my there, Me yeah. Too story. It's a great story. <laughs> um, also, guys, every, once a month, Kit and I have started the series SWC Gut Rot. Yes. Where we are, is we are live on Twitch, where we ta- uh, review pretty much the best, really weird, <laughs> obscure, terrible comics. Yes. It's from mostly the 80s and 90s. Yes. It's, it's shit you've never heard of. Yeah. And for the most part, there's <laughs> a reason for yeah. that. Um, the difference between that is is stuff that we believe that should be a, we, people we should talk about, but is not enough for us to talk about on a regular yeah, show. Yeah, it, because it's so bizarre. And it's like most of the stuff you're never going to be able to find. No, at all. A lot of it's discontinued out of print, like dollars. This is bi- stuff like, we find in like at just completely random yes there's no way a lot of the stuff you will not find online even it's so bizarre yeah and it's so rare that you can sell it for 10 cents (laughs) 10 cents in a grab like you're like wow they have a lot of rare comics it's like yeah but they're still worthless like they're all worthless like you learn (laughs) but they are interesting (laughs) sure are not for the right Um, reasons but but. that is once a month at uh every the last last uh, last sunday Sunday of of the month each month at 8 15 p.m on twitter twitch twitch Twitch.tv slash with the comics. Yes. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, catch this episode on hopefully Redline Radio. We'll see. On, uh, the 9th of Sunday the 9th from uh, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. We'll see how that pans out. We're going to try. So we are. Otherwise, um, you can just keep listening to us on Tuesdays. Yeah. So, peace out, guys. Later.